The AA Market Consultants present the Mindless Chat Podcast, featuring insight to help you meet your business needs and visions. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to AA Marketing's Mindless Chat Podcast. This show, we will be reproducing here for you all out there looking for insight and in how to get your brands going, some marketing ideas, or maybe some inspiration and how to get moving. This episode, we're going to bring you Rebecca Sampson, a.k.a. Really Rebecca, and she's going to talk to us about her experience in getting into the modeling world, getting into the entertainment business, and getting her foot in the game, coming from Birmingham, Alabama, getting into Atlanta and all the other scenes that she has been um, present in. If you want to give us a little bit of feedback or if you have any questions about anything, please, please, please hit us on our email media rep at double a m n c dot com and in our call in line or our customer service line is six six two eight five five one two two three i thank you for listening please enjoy this conversation i had with rebecca what's up out there everybody checking out this show tonight we have an interview a very special guest with us you know how we do on our on our network here uh, we have Miss Rebecca Sampson, if you know her. She's really Rebecca. How you doing today? <laughs> good, good. How are you doing? Everything is great here. Everything is great, you know. We're just trying to give the people what they want. Introduce them to some of our our fan or the people that we're fans of. I'll say that way. Some of the people that we're fans <laughs> of. And give them a little insight about why we follow you and what you do to entertain <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we can get into it. <laughs> All right. So, for those that don't know, tell them how Miss Really Rebecca got her start and, you know, give them a little order story, a little background on Miss Really Rebecca. Um, well, really, Rebecca was actually just something that was like <laughs> kind of funny. All, all of my stuff is really funny, but I mean, that's the story of my life. For me, I'm an April Fool's baby. Um, born uh, April 1st, so, you know, it's always something really funny in conjunction with me. But um, when I was younger, uh, I was 16 years old, I got introduced into the fashion show world and um, did some local fashion shows and stuff that turned into some national fashion shows. And um, at the time, you know, I came in at a time where it was like, uh, it was it was it was beautiful, man. Like it was the beginning of everything. So I was doing fashion shows for Pelly Pelly and you know Baby Fat Fat Farm and stuff like that. So the beginning, you know what I mean? Like because with the modeling world, a lot of people don't you know understand. But back in the day, you know, all it was was. It was all about like, you know, the taller girls and this and that. And mm -hmm. I look taller, but you know, I'm five five. So we were the beginning of the urban world models. So we came in at a good time. Um, lived in Atlanta, was back and forth from Birmingham to Atlanta. Um, got so many stories about that. It's another day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, came into it a long time ago and been back and forth in it ever since then so so you say you got you got into the fashion industry before fashion became posting fashion over on instagram 
So yeah, that. like back in the day, like I mean, some of these girls don't even understand. Like, like Jet Magazine was like your queen. You know what I mean? And like back in the day, it was like being a part of the fashion fair model tour. You know what I mean? Or understanding like makeups that we had for us back in the day, like Black Opal and different things like that, and being a part of those lines and being a part of those things. Like, you know, I know social media has a lot of influence nowadays, but these were the brands and the and the things that were there before social media was even in existence. You know what I mean? Like our social media was word of mouth. You know what I mean? So like that was back in the day. So you know, when I came up, you know, it was a goal to want to be a jet beauty. I did it. You know what I mean? It was a goal to want to, you know, be a part of urban world things like for two different reasons. One, to break down taboos and, you know, two, to, you know, try to elevate yourself to another platform. You know, a lot of things here, especially if it wasn't out west, you know, northeast and south areas and stuff like that, you know, we kind of made our own out here. So, and that's why Atlanta became the little black Hollywood mecca that it is today. You know, yeah, so exactly. it was because of the different things that we all experienced and we went through. So and I was very blessed to be a part of that for sure. So now, now you, you, you sped through something that I was I wanted to go back to. Mm-hmm. And I saw it on your page. Jet Beauty of the Week. How does that <laughs> happen? Man, I'm gonna be honest, that was like one of those like dream situations like like I said back in the day you know Essence magazine and you know different ones like that those were our magazines you know what I mean like yeah did I read Glamour magazine of course did I read Cosmopolitan of course you know did I even you know look at you know Sports Illustrated before Tyra even got a part of it of course we all had interest in it but I'm gonna be honest you know the fashion world back then was very particular I'll put it that way and um, so when it came down to certain things, like there are certain people that may fit the criteria of the thing that you would look for, the essence of what you would see in that, but we didn't fit the height <laughs> or we didn't fit, you know, whatever it was that it was at the time they were looking for the height or maybe not as thin enough and stuff like that. Because, you know, right now we're, you know, completely diverse when it comes to modeling, like you know, everything has a category. Back then, it was either the, you're this or you're nothing, period. Gotcha. <laughs> there was no in-between. So I got lucky that I was a baby. Like, you know, my personal story, like, and I'm and I'm proud of it, is, you know, I was a teenage mom. So when I came into modeling, literally, you know, like about six weeks after I had my son, at 16 years old, I did my first fashion show, you know? Wow. So... You know, when it came down to different things like that, you know, it was, you know, it it was a lot. So, you know, coming into that as a young adult and then being able to have the experience of, you know, being privy to the beginning. Like, I know what it is to have a resume and not just throw a picture up on Instagram. Like, you got to now, but back in the day, a comp card and a resume meant more than putting stuff on social media. When you put stuff on social media back in the day, that was after you already used the picture or it was something that you weren't going to use for a comp card because your comp card was your business card. That was the most important thing. So you save those pictures, you know, for your comp card, for the, you know, directors and the producers and all of them to see, not for the world to see. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a totally different world nowadays. 
And, you know, that's the only thing about, you know, people like me, like sometimes you, you stay within it and you don't, you know, it's hard to keep up because, you know, it was different. Like we got treated and we got taught to be entertainers, you know what I mean? So it wasn't, you know, all of the share everything right up front, you know? So it was, it was a different world. I mean, I'll be honest, like I'm blessed that I was young enough to be in the older side of it and understand some of that, but then still young enough that I can still experience what the younger people are getting or not getting from it and kind of knowing the difference between the two and knowing how to kind of, you know, help that for myself, you know? Okay. Um. Now, me, I'm from a small town in southwest Mississippi. And you mentioned Birmingham. Birmingham ain't that big. Yeah, well, I know it ain't that big. I know you're about to say it. But for me, as a kid, and I'm talking about 20-some years ago, Birmingham was like the step up. It was just like, well, you know, yeah. 20 years yeah. ago, you had 95.7, Ricky Smile in the morning, all this other stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, so you mentioned coming from Birmingham. How? What is the journey to get into entertainment and the modeling from Birmingham, a city that, like you said, isn't that big, but is close, to, uh, close enough to Atlanta to... You could make a day drive and get back. Um, I'm going to be honest. The benefits of it is because of that. Like, literally, it's two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, the right way is two and a half hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you get there a little quicker. You know what I mean? You got to make sure you watch the spots, but you get there a little quicker. But, um, I mean, it's it's not that much time. Because I'll be honest, like, you know, like I said, I was a young parent. So, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, just doing this and this was all that I was doing. Like I went to work and then, you know, as my son got older and got in school, I went to football practice and baseball practice and then put him to bed and went to auditions. You know what I mean? So, but the good thing about it being so close is, you know, you can get back and forth that quickly and you can still, you know, maintain your life outside of not being actually in the city. I lived in Atlanta for for a few years as well too but i mean being in birmingham is kind of like being in vegas compared to being in like you know south california you know what i mean like it's just a couple hour drive so that definitely helped out a lot and then also what happened is just the movement that was going on at the time like i said you know we're all in it now but i got blessed enough to be one of the little youngins at the time they got to be a chance you know they got a chance to be a part of that movement you know what i mean so you know that was that was hip-hop that was atlanta's hip-hop starting at the time you know what i mean that was you know little john and the east side boys and you know people you know knowing who you know that was even before ti that was when Ludacris was chris on the radio (laughs) and he worked at the radio station you know what i mean like before he even got into rapping and he used that radio platform as a way for him to get into rapping and you know that's what we did with modeling back in the day too which was use it uh, as a platform to get into other things such as acting and you know hosting and you know all other things that i've done as well too so okay yeah it was it was a good time it was a good time and we're talking about the difference in the periods in what do you say are some of the advantages right now of a young lady or even a young guy who wants to get into modeling and entertainment? Some of the advantages and some of the hurdles that you may didn't may not have to um, have to go over now that you had to back in the day. Um, the main thing is being able to be seen. I'm going to be honest. Um, like 
if somebody wants to be, you know, get into like the modeling, acting world, uh, hosting, entertainment, anything with entertainment in general, doesn't matter if it's on, you know, front side of camera or back side with production. Um, number one, the education is there for it. And you can actually go to school for broadcasting and you can, you know, go to school for journalism and mass communications and you can go to school for all this. Back in the day, they were like little programs that you did, but it wasn't like, you know, something that people really took serious. You know, it was only certain schools or certain places that took that serious. But now you can get a general, you know, education on broadcasting pretty much at every campus and, and anywhere, you know, and it's incorporated not only in the college level, but high school level, there's, you know, broadcasting department departments. Uh, like I said, I'm a young mom. My son, you know, he when he was in middle school, they had a broadcasting department then too. We had it as like little optional things, like a little, you know, that kept you from going to gym or going to something else, but nothing, not nothing like as an actual program. And um, and now, you know, you can actually, you know, go through with it when before you couldn't. So, you know, things like that, uh, education wise, number one. And then as far as um, on a personal level of what people can do is long as you have technology at your hands, you have the capability of doing anything that you really want. Just to be honest, you can make money, <laughs> you can, you know, go and post your information up on social media. Social media has definitely over the last decade really like just tremendously changed. Like I remember when it was back in the day and it was MySpace and before MySpace, it was the Black Planets and all that other stuff before, you know, any of that stuff even came out. And, you know, and and a lot of people don't even understand like, Back in the day, like, you know, you can put a little gift and you can make little, you know, memes and all that. Now, like, we had to put in HTML codes to do that. <laughs> Just to get that autoplay you music on your page. Copy and paste the HTML codes to make the little glitter graphics or, you know, whatever little graphics and all that little stuff we used to do back in the day. Like, <laughs> we, we we had alarm computers back then, you know. Yes, and now... Did. Everything is just right there at the center of their their hands. As long as they have technology available to them, is right there for them. And even if they don't, you know, a lot of schools provide the technology for it. There's opportunities for them to use it within there too. You know, even if they don't personally have it. But you know, I'm gonna be honest. You know, not saying that America is like you know doing so well, but there's a, a majority of people that are doing pretty good enough where you know there you know people have their cell phones and computers and tablets and all that stuff so you know that's the main thing you know if you don't have it then you know definitely strive towards having things for what it is that you want to do if you want to do broadcasting you have to have a way to get into it you have to have a way to do it you have to have a way to showcase what you're doing so and back in the day before cell phones you had to actually buy camera equipment and film it on camera and then get it from camera and transfer it to the computer. And it didn't go post straight to YouTube and, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, you know, this page, that page, you know, and then you can link all the 30 pages together because all of them are the same, but somehow way different, (laughs) you know, so you have to have 20 pages, you know, like you can link it all together now, but before, 
you know, if you did all that, you know, somebody back in the day that had different social media platforms, they actually had to go through and take the time and post that through every platform, you know, and go through every single thing because there is no shortcuts back then. So the main thing that I can say to the youth coming into all of this is like, take advantage of what you have. I have a son. I tell him all the time, you know, not trying to be no mama at the moment, but just in general, you know, that's how I just speak in general. But, you know, I just tell people, take advantage of the things that you know that you have and the things that you don't, then there's always a way to compensate for that until you can get to that point. Like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't come from like, you know, the hugest silver spoon in the world or nothing like that. Like I worked for what I got, you know, and a lot of people, and especially the youth nowadays, lose essence of that. You still have to put in the work. You know, you can watch a YouTube video, manifestation, this and this and that. You still got to put in the work. You know what I mean? Totally agree. So, totally agree. And I know I've made this comment to, I think, another young um, a young individual I was talking to. I can't remember if, if it was one of my basketball players or whatever. I just told him, hey, sometimes you can have talent, but you still have to be found. You still have to go out there and be found. Yeah. No, you do. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, like I said, I raise a son. So especially being a mother, like, you know, your son is like you. they cling to you. You cling to them. You know what I mean? Like, that's my baby. No matter how old his butt get, that's my baby. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, when I when I speak to him, I speak to him the same that I would speak to any like youngster that I would, you know, meet on the street because at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest, I look at all of them like they're my babies. And when it comes down to it, I tell any young man, you know, the same as I would tell my son, which is, is, you know, you have to make sure that you put the works in for what you do. Like, don't think that just because it's available right there that it's just that easy too because it's 50 million people that can do the same thing that you're saying that you're trying to do. But it's not 50 million people that's taking the time every single day to make it a habit of focusing on and improving with what it is that they say that they want to do. Like it's so easy for any of us to be able to be good in so many different things. Like it's either you learn how to multitask those good things and, and keep maneuvering around, or you find some things that you can focus on and make that work for you. But either way it goes, you have to put the time into it. Like, you just got to, you know what I mean? There's there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, you know? So even for me, like being on a younger scale, I'm still kind of on the old school scale of things, of how things were back in the day where we had to actually just be out with people and this and this and that. But even to this day, I have to be present of knowing that, you know, I have to be aware of social media followings. And I have to be aware of the things that are present at the time. And one thing that's you know the same throughout is no matter if it was back in the day or now you know you have to be confident in yourself period like self-love is so important especially if you're trying to get into entertainment like it's gonna be probably 20 people say no or we don't think she's right or or he's right or they might not fit this or whatever whatever it's gonna be a whole bunch of them for every little yes that you get but those little yeses add up to checks on your resume and they add up to checks. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like eventually you want to do it to, you know, earn a living from it. So it's not, you know, something that you want to just, you know, take lightly. And it's, it's anything that you choose to do. It doesn't matter if it's entertainment or any of this stuff, like anything that you choose to do, like 
you definitely have to make sure that you're putting your all into it, period, because it's you. Okay. Well, switching gears, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you also you also can be found at Big Number One Motorsports. Yeah. So tell us about your transition or you getting involved in that. Is, some, is that something that you always loved or is it something that you just fell into? How did that come about? I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, my family has had bikes and stuff like that. But it was, you know, kind of one of those periods where it, it, uh, the opportunity presented itself. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know if I was going to even fit in that because I'm going to be honest when it came down to it. I ain't know nothing about no bikes. <laughs> like, oh, be honest, I'm a car girl. Like, I, I don't, I don't even be in the bikes like that or none of that stuff. So I roll, you know, different stuff. But when it come down to it, I ain't been into no bikes. So for me coming into it, it was, it was interesting. It was like something that was a challenge. And for me, I always like things that kind of challenging for myself. Um, I get bored with stuff that I know that I can do well after a while. You know what I mean? So I like challenging things. And I think that that's, you know, when I was younger, I thought that that was a bad thing because I was like, you know, a lot of people in my past used to be like, oh, you're just kind of indecisive. You don't know what you want to do. But, you know, it's a good thing that you like different things because, you know, everything is not the same every day. You know what I mean? So even if you in the same place all the time, there's always something different going on. So I don't know. I'm just one of them little weirdos. I'm April Fool's baby. I blame it on that. Everybody else, they ain't got no excuses. I got excuses. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, when I got into it, you know, I really didn't know much about bikes. Um, I learned a lot real fast. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I learned a lot real fast. And um, because we had to do some extensive training and uh, we got tested literally every week. I mean, it was like being back in school again, like all over again, like got tested every week. So, you know, we went through different testings and different trainings and different things that we did. I even, you know, went and rolled some of the units as part of a training thing and different things like that. So it, it was kind of different, but I mean, when it came down to the motorsport world and all of that in general, like, I ain't never been against it. You know what I mean? Like the things that I do in life, you know, I can be very simple and uncomplicated at home, but, you know, out in public, you know, the different things that I do, even with how I hold myself with it still can be looked at as controversy sometimes, you know, because it is the modeling and entertainment and stuff like that and being a mom and all the different things that encompass, you know, being a woman in general, you know, you get, you get kind of questioned and, all of that as far as, you know, what's your intent, what's your this, what's your that when it comes down to it all. So, you know, and I'm all about, you know, I'm not like one of them, like, you know, uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, a thousand percent feminist, but I'm about everybody having good rights and, you know, everybody being able to express themselves how they want to, you know what I mean? Like I do entertainment, I'm, I like artistry, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm all about self-expression, but you know, and to me, like the motorsport world was something to kind of easily fit within because it's a self-expression. You know what I mean? Like somebody riding a motorcycle, there's a freedom to that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's one thing riding in a car. It's another thing riding on a bike, man. You riding on a bike, it's like anything can happen. Like it's it's 
exhilarating. You know what I mean? So, or riding the ATV or even these new four-wheelers, they're, they're super fast and they got all kinds of stuff going on with them. So, you know, you can do all kinds of things with them now. So it really is like, you know, no matter if you're a guy or a girl, you know, if you like that adrenaline rush type things in life and stuff like that, you know, it's something that you'll gravitate to. So for me, you know, because even with the biker world, it's not as hardcore as people try to make it be. You know, I mean, people that drive cars have issues just like people that have bikes, you know, but they try to put a stigma on the bike world. But I mean, most of them are just family people just want to get out. You know, they've worked so hard their whole life. They finally got a chance to spend some change on something that they really wanted and they want to go enjoy it. You know what I mean? So it's not always like that whole like, you know, rowdy bike world thing that people have have the connotation of like. We have bike nights at our, our place and there's never been an issue, you know, like it's never been like, oh, this is some rowdy bike crowd or something. It's families out there. We barbecue. We have a good time, you know, live band and entertainment, you know, play games and everybody participates. Like our last one had over 100 bikes, you know. Um, you got to blame TV for that, that you know. That's that's what huh? I see. You have to blame TV for that. That's usually who put that on people. That sons of anarchy is. and stuff like it that. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you had to choose any bike that describes your personality and the type of person you are, what what would that bike be? Oh, okay. See, my problem is I always have like two personalities. <laughs> okay. We can go with that. So, honestly, the main personality, like Rebecca, who's Rebecca and all of that, Rebecca would be like, it's a bike called the Indian. It's an Indian scout bobber, and they had a Jack Daniels edition of it this year. <laughs> okay. And the Jack Daniels edition of the bike um, what it was is uh, Jack Daniels, they um, support a firehouse that's out there in Lynchburg. So it's the old number seven firehouse and um, they support that firehouse. So the proceeds, you know, part of the proceeds from the bikes goes to that firehouse. And um, I got, you know, good history with that. Like when I was younger, I did promotional work for Jack Daniels. Used to always tell folks Jack Daniels was made by a black man. I don't know what nobody was talking about. It was made by a black man. I was like, this is black folks drink. I don't know what folks talking about. And they finally go ahead and released all that information the last year or so. So now he, they know the true story of where it came from. But, <laughs> you know, it, it was a drink that I liked. It was a brand that I liked. And it was a brand that I had been a part of for years. And, um, and then not only that, but you know, the way that they promoted the the brand, it was, it, it wasn't like on no, you know, nowadays how everybody's just trying to get sloppy drunk and just being crazy and whatever and all that stupid stuff. Like we used to tell people when I used to host events for Jack Daniels and stuff, we would tell people to drink responsibly. You know what I mean? Like be an adult, but be responsible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and that's kind of like the essence of who I am. Like, I'll try different things and I'll do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, my son is the most important thing to me. And I'm going to do everything I can as responsibly as possible. You know what I mean? 
So that's my thing. So if it, it was, if it just came down to it, if I had to choose one, just period, it would be the Indian Scout Barber Jack Daniels edition. I think that would suit me. It's a light bite. Um, it's still 805 cc's as far as uh, horsepower, you know, and all of that stuff as far as engine is concerned. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, but that bike is like light. And for a female, a lot of those machines are kind of heavy, and I love that. And it's a light bike, and it has a low center of gravity, so you feel like you're just gliding across things and you know, it's real smooth and it's cruiser. Like, you know, that's why I said I got two sides. You know, I do have that street bike side. And if I was a street bike side, I'd be a Ducati V4 and I'd be the top notch one. You know what I mean? Not just the base model or the S model. I'd be the top notch model, you know. But <laughs> for me in general and my personality and who Rebecca is, you know, I'd be that Indian scout father. I got you on that. All right, so we're running close to our time. Um, I know we, we blocked out 30 minutes for this. So before we go, I wanted you to take the time to let people know how they can find you on social media, how they can follow you, and keep up with Really Rebecca. Could you drop that for me? Yes. Um, y'all be sure to check out my pages. Um, Instagram, it is I'm Really Rebecca. Uh, well, excuse me. Instagram is Really Rebecca. My Snapchat and Twitter is I'm really Rebecca. So Instagram, really Rebecca, Snapchat and Twitter, I'm really Rebecca. So those are the three main pages that um, like when it comes down to stuff I use, um, you can always find me on Facebook as well, too. I use my my actual name for Rebecca Sampson, you know, Sampson. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, you can look at my page on there as well, too. So, but I'm always very interactive on um, Instagram and, um, you know, Twitter and Snapchat. I'm getting better, you know. Y'all, you got to forgive me, but Instagram I definitely know about. So, hit me up on Instagram if you got any questions, want to know anything. I'm always open to it. I'm always open to enlightening anybody on different things in different ways anything from entertainment down to real life so we all got to help each other out you know well there you go rebecca i thank you for sitting with us tonight and going over everything and giving us a little insight into what and how you came to be i do thank you very much Thank you, thank you, thank you as well too and hey i want to make sure my birmingham folks um I, jazz festivals coming up there's so many different things coming up in Birmingham y'all make sure y'all support I'll be out hosting different things watch my social media to get the information for it so you know Birmingham is is, is standing up <laughs> alright do it for the ham y'all yes go ham go oh. ham <laughs> I appreciate you Rebecca everybody we appreciate you listening and we out thank you for having me <laughs>